Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's man-to-man coverage. This is the PFT PM podcast, and now your host, Mike Florio. It's a Thursday edition of the PFT PM podcast here from Atlanta, Georgia, site of Super Bowl 53. And here's what our day has been like. Not that I am complaining, although I reserve the right to. Got over here bright and early at about 5.30 to get ready for PFT Live. We had a great show, despite my involvement in it. Big Cat was here. Chris Sims was here. We had Saquon Barkley live on set. George Kittle almost threw Sims completely off the stage. Stephon Diggs was here as well. And then after the show, that's when it got interesting because we rocketed through a wide variety of interviews with general manager Thomas Dimitrov for the Atlanta Falcons, plenty of players, Rich McKay, the competition committee. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play six of the interviews, and there's no rhyme or reason as to how I've chosen them. I just think these are the ones you may be interested in. I may put some of the Thursday interviews in tomorrow's PFTPM because we don't know how much of this is going to make its way into Friday's PFT Live broadcast. Before I do that, though, I would like to point out that at one point while Chris Sims and I were on set, the great Steve Smith, former NFL receiver with the Panthers and the Ravens, came by to say hello to Sims, and then he accosted me physically. I stood up, and he lifted me off the ground. I think in a playful and well-meaning way. I don't think he was intending to break any of my ribs, although... I think he did. I'll find out later when I actually have the adrenaline of all day long doing these interviews wear off. I may have a broken rib. If so, I'll I'll take it up in uh, people's court with Steve Smith. All right, I am not going to babble on any longer than I already have. I'm just going to present these interviews to you one after another. We're going to begin with 2016 NFL MVP and longtime Falcons quarterback. Here's a conversation that Chris Sims and I had earlier today with Matt Ryan. We're here in Atlanta, site of Super Bowl 53, and the local NFL starting quarterback, and he has been since he was the third overall pick in the 2008 draft. He's Matt Ryan with us here in person, 2016 NFL MVP. Matthew, how are you? I'm doing great. Ice, Thanks. ice baby right here. <laughs> Matty Ice is here. Does I it, love I it. Can't, I, I feel like it was just yesterday, and maybe I'm getting old. We're all getting old, but you've been in the league now. This is going to be your number 11, 12. 12. Oh, my goodness. 12. Yeah, that's crazy. I can remember you balling at Boston College. It flies by, does it not? It goes way too quick. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was just playing at Boston College, and here we are going into year 12. Um, I feel really good, though. I feel young. Well, that's where I kind of wanted to go with you. You win the MVP in 2016. Like, this might sound crazy out of my mouth, and tell me to shut up if I am. But I really feel like the last two years have been more impressive by you than that year, just because... I always say, like, Kyle made it easy for you that year. You guys were such a machine. Where these last two years, you've made some unbelievable nothing's there type of plays. Do you feel the same way about that, or am I stupid? I feel I feel pretty good about it. Right. No, and I, you're stupid. And yeah, stupid. You are stupid, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but not about that. No, I, I agree with you. I feel like... Um, you know, 2016 was a was an outlier uh, for our offense in terms of everything was open, everything was going our way. Right. Plays, you know, it running just, game, all running game again. was perfect. Right. Guys stayed healthy. Right. The schedule was set up well for us. All all those type of things. Uh, the last two years have kind of been grinder seasons for us, um, but I do feel like I'm at a point in my career where I'm playing my best football, and week in and week out. 
um, you know, I'm putting a consistent performance in. Yeah. You hear these guys who are in their 40s talking about playing until 45, or who knows how long Tom Brady's going to play. Do you have an outward limit that you're targeting at this age? Like 50, 55, <laughs> right? That, that, that's like the direction we should be going. I, you know, I don't have a number, uh, but as long as I feel good and I feel like I'm playing well, you know, I, I, I really feel like the, the rules are set up more favorable than they've ever been for the quarterback position to play longer. And uh, I feel like I'm in a really good spot in terms of my training and my health. So I'll play as long as I, I feel good. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you saw, of course, what happened to the Saints, right, in the NFC Championship game. I didn't see what happened. Oh, you didn't see what happened? <laughs> you sure you did. Uh, but, but, you know, you know how heartbreaking that loss was for them. I don't mean to bring up bad memories, but I'm going to bring it up. I mean, 28 to 3. Does that, do you still have days where you wake up in the morning and just go like, damn, I can't believe that happened? Yeah, I mean, it never leaves you. Yeah. You know, those kind of things never leave you. I think I'm much more comfortable being able to talk about it right. and, and to, to process it than I was uh, earlier on. But I always am going to use it as motivation to want to, to get back there, to want to change, you know, the, the outcome the next time we get that opportunity. And, uh, you know, I think in life you're going to have stuff like that come up yeah. man, and it's it's how you respond to it and how you deal with it and how you're better for it the next time around right right a lot of people in atlanta were very happy that the saints aren't coming here for <laughs> super bowl 53 that they aren't in your practice facility all week did, did were you rooting for anyone but the saints to come invade atlanta i mean i'd be lying if i told you yeah was, you're supposed yeah, to of course Don't right worry. like yeah. yeah anybody but the saints but you know, watching that game, you don't want to see anybody go out on a missed call or, or whatever, but um, I wasn't too upset that it was the Rams that, that made it. But you still got to hear the Patriots crap, so that's annoying too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, commissioner for a day, what would you do about the, the officiating, the replay review, the, the, something that would or wouldn't fix what happened at the end of that game? It happens all the time, you know, missed calls, all that kind of stuff. It's in every game. And, um, you know, we were talking about it before you came on. Sometimes right. karma, football gods, whatever. Yeah. It just, it finds you at different times. I'm not sure there's a good solution to it, um, whether you go to a challenge or whatever. I'd have to see what they come up with. Yeah. I am in favor of trying to get it right, but it's not going to solve all, all, all of the problems. issues. It's not going to solve everything. This right. happens, you know, human error is, is real and, and this kind of stuff happens. Yep. You've got the chairman of the competition committee who is a Falcons employee. Is there ever a Monday where you go seek out Rich and say, hey, Rich, you got to do something about this. Here, look at this play. We have to fix this. Rich, I wear Rich out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what are we doing? Yeah. What is this? Especially in the preseason, you know, every year they have this, like, long new video of new whatever. rules and yeah. point of emphasis. Yeah. And so it's like in the preseason, you're like, Rich, what are we doing? Right. Like, it, but a lot of it, you know, a lot of it is good stuff, and he's really knowledgeable on it. So I'll be curious when I get a chance. I haven't seen Rich since the season ended, but I'll be curious uh, to, to talk to him this offseason to see what direction they think they're going to go. How about the direction of your team? I mean, you got a new offensive coordinator in town. I, I was not the biggest fan of Steve Sarkeesian, nothing personal. But how do you feel about getting reunited with Dirk Cutter? I'm excited. You know, yeah. I, you know, I in this business there's going to be turnover so it's always disappointing when one guy leaves but it's it's always exciting when you get to work with a new person for me it's like going back to 2012 right. uh, with Dirk but I'm a much different guy now I've learned a lot of different things since since my first go around with Dirk and I feel like my time spent with Kyle yeah and learning a lot of what that system brings and some of that time spent with Sark I think it'll be better. I'm, I'm, I'm in a spot where I know some things different. Uh, some from, dialogue yeah, with them exactly. about things you like. Exactly, yeah. which I think will be really good. And 
at the same time, he's done the same thing in Tampa and been away for a while, and they've been productive on offense right. and scored a lot of points right. there. So I look forward to working with him. Yeah. How much of an advantage is it that you've worked with Cutter in the past, though, because we know how the rules are. You can't meet with the coaches, can't talk to the coaches, can't do anything. The fact that, yes, we're making a change, but it's a guy I've worked with before. It's going to be a lot more seamless when you finally can work together. I think what's, what's, what's even better the scheme is the scheme, right? Like you're going to learn that and, and you'll be on top of that. What's great is I know how he is game day, in game. He knows how I am, how we operate. I know how we work together during the week. The communication's always been really good between he and I. So there's there's not that that learning curve that you usually have to go through when you change coordinators. Yeah, right. I mean, um, so Super Bowl week, just go back to your experience that week. What, what jumps out to you, you know, besides the game? Like, is there anything that jumps out to you that you wish you would have handled differently or even just something that you thought, like, man, that was really amazing? I mean, what, what's the first thing you think of other than the game? Uh, is it hard to prepare that week? I mean, I'd always... I'd, yeah. It's, yeah. We did a good job. I thought we did a good job. Um, first of all, I had a really good quarterback room. Your brother was with us that year. Right. Matt Schaub was with us that year. We had like a really good setup uh, to where we all worked well together, which I thought helped me that week when everything was so different. Uh, we had a good crew that kept it light, uh, right. which was which was important. I think, I think the biggest thing that, you know, you have to be able to compartmentalize because you want to be able to enjoy it and enjoy that experience of being there and all of the stuff that comes along with it, like this yeah. this experience right. and all that stuff. Right. I wish I could compartmentalize better and then move on and be able to, you know, enjoy that part of it right. and not dread that part of it. Right, right. The, yep. um, the, the evolution that you've had over the time that you've been in the NFL, the improvements that you've seen in yourself, give us a nuts and bolts tangible that, that where you can consciously note, hey, I've gotten better with this throw. I've gotten better in this way. I couldn't do this when I came into the NFL. Uh, I mean, there's so many things. To me, number one is being able to get the ball out on the plant. Like, so like five-step drop on the plant to you a, know, skinny post a skinny or, post, right. a widened scout, whatever right. that is, right. a 12-yard out. Those kind of timing throws, um, you have to live by them in this league. Pass rush is too good. And so tangibly, that's way better than it was early in my career. The other thing I would say is, you know, getting the ball out of your hand in the gun quick is not the easiest thing to do. Sure. And uh, like, I've gotten way better at that, you way have. more accurate. Yeah. And I think that's the way the league's going. It's so hard to protect. Like this weekend, how do you block Aaron Donald? Yeah, well, right. Well, you can't. You got to get the ball out of your hand. Tom does that as well as anybody. Yeah, right. Rodney Harrison came up here and said hello earlier, and I see this Gatorade bottle. He is always, always. drinking Gatorade when we are at NBC on Sunday. So I assume you are too. You've about polished that one off. We're going to work on ours. Tell us what you have going on. So um, I've partnered up with Gatorade for a long time, but this week I thought it was pretty cool. They've got a special uh, blend out peach blitz, which pays a little homage to uh, the peach state here in Georgia, yeah. the city of Atlanta, which is cool. It tastes really good. So uh, I've enjoyed that, but I'm waiting for it to give me the effects that it's given Rodney, you know, like I'm That's, waiting for my muscles to show <laughs> hey, up. Hey, don't, don't wait too long. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm just telling you. It's not in my cards. You can't have everything. Yeah, okay, Matt. All right. We got some fishbowl for you. All right, Mr. Gatorade here. Okay. Just random question. Dig your hand in there. I get to ask you? Or no, you no, you're going to answer something yourself. Oh, you All want right. me to read it? Or are you Depending upon the question, we may answer this is for you. You can read? Are can you sure? Read. What was your favorite childhood toy, Matthew Ryan? Oh, um, 
I'm going definitely Nintendo. The Nintendo system we had, Tecmo Super Bowl. Te oh, man. That, I'm with you. It's not even close. Yeah, that was... Uh, I'm Tecmo Super Bowl, did you ever play that one? No, that was kind of in the gap between yeah, Madden growing for it me up and, and the right. little Atari with yeah. the little figures it flashed. Yeah, I never played Tecmo. For our age group, that was the first football was game it. that we got to play, so it was it excessive. It was like battles between me and my older brother. <laughs> Just like full-on battles. Who would win? Uh, you know, 50-50 split, but Bo Jackson was unstoppable. Uh, you couldn't tackle. Right. Unstoppable. Couldn't tackle. So well, the Raiders were off limits in, when we played yeah, each other. Yeah. Falcons offense was unstoppable a couple years ago. We look forward to seeing it get back to that level, Matt. As always, it's great to see you, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, guys. Fun All to be right, on. There he is, Matt yeah, Ryan. We'll be back it. with Thank more. You. Thanks to Matt Ryan, Falcons quarterback. And we're going to keep this going. No prattle in between unless I have an ad to read, and I do have a couple of them. But I'm going to hold that for now. Before I try to sell you something, I'm going to let you hear from one of our favorite interviews, one of our favorite guests, the MVP of Super Bowl 50, Broncos linebacker Von Miller. He is the Super Bowl 50 MVP with us here at the site of Super Bowl 53, the great Von Miller from the Denver Broncos. Von, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, another Super Bowl week. Um, exciting. You know, come out here and see all the guys. Do radio roll. It's not like playing in the Super Bowl, but it's the second best second best option for you. I always watch for the guys who I know have won Super Bowls. Do they wear the ring when they come here? Do they not wear the ring when they come here? How, do you go through the thought process, ring or no ring? No, I, I saw. You know, I've thought about it. If you've won a Super Bowl and you're still playing, you know, I, I feel like the the ultimate goal is to get more rings. So. Um, I'm still playing. I have a Super Bowl ring, but I'm trying to get more rings. I can't really just hang my hat on the past one. Um, if, if you're a former player and you're out of the league, you know, the Super Bowls that you've won, that's everything that you have. So now you should, you should definitely wear the Super Bowl rings after your career. That's the Tom Brady answer. They asked Tom Brady, what's your favorite Super Bowl ring? He says the next one. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Want to get as many as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. uh, does it feel like it's been three years since you got yours? Uh, I guess so. I, I guess, you know, sitting here and... <laughs> Thinking back on it, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a long time. I was um, that was year five, um, year eight, going into year nine now. Um, a lot of things have changed, um, on and off the football field. Yeah, three years, three years is a long time. Teams change a lot too. How mm -hmm. different do you feel when you walk into the locker room now and you look around and you see who's there now versus who was there as you guys were building the Super Bowl champion? Oh, it's, it's it's different. Um, and I think earlier in my earlier off in my career, I started to recognize, you know, the type of. Uh, turnover that you have uh, with players um, and especially after the Super Bowl you know you got so many guys that want those players so definitely after the Super Bowl it's, it's an extreme turnover. Extreme well it's got to be hard when, when you get to the top of the mountain and everybody's coming after you everybody you're the measuring stick right did you notice in that year or two afterward that every team you played was hey we got to get after the Denver Broncos they're on top and we want to be there so we're going to go play them even harder than we would play anybody else. Oh yeah I, I just think it was I think that's just the the effect of playing with the Denver Broncos. And before we won a Super Bowl, I, I still felt like we had a target on our back. Um, we had Peyton Manning. We had a lot of great players. We had a very good team for a long time. So I, I've always felt like the Broncos had the target on our back. Even now, you know, not making it to the playoffs, I still feel like teams want to, you know, come in and show what type of franchise they are. So... What are some of the challenges of dealing with a team that, that has struggled the past couple of years, back-to-back -back losing seasons for the first time since 71-72, proud franchise with a great history? Just just living in Denver, being in Denver during the season, what, what feels different now than maybe it did early in your career? Um, I think early in the career, um, you got Peyton Manning, and you got so many other things, and you just focus on winning. That's it. You know, you're not focusing on you know, coming in and, you know, I was young then, so working with the rookies and none of that stuff. Um, now, 
you know, it's, uh, you're not winning, so you got to find out what can I do to get us back there. And uh, for me, it was working with the young guys, um, working with the, the guys that's not so young, but still young, and really just trying to get um, to the, the core players and trying to get those guys to, to play better, trying to get myself to play better as well. Who steps up and tries to lead the guys in the locker room when, when there is frustration, when there is any any just anger? Why did we lose that game? Why aren't we playing harder? Do you do you fill that void and try to get everybody pointing in the right direction? Oh, we got a we got a locker room full of great leadership, and um, you know it's pro sports. You know whenever we whenever we lose, it's not we're not in the locker room. You know, um, asking questions, you know, scrambling, trying to figure out why we lost. I mean, we, we know why we lost. We got beat. We got beat in this area. We got beat in this area. And I think the quickest way to get back to winning is just to bite the bullet and, and fix those areas. I, I have to play better. Um, I have to make game changing plays um, s- similar to all the other top defend- top defensive guys in the National Football League. And um, I figure if I can start with myself because that's who I can control. You know, if I can get back to um, playing the type of football that I've played before, then everything else will fall in line. And what's your goal, nuts and bolts, this offseason to get yourself back to the levels you've been at in the past? Not that you've dipped, but but what are you trying to do to make your game even better? Um, you know, you can always focus on technique. Um, we got a great coaching staff that um, that has come in, Vic Fangio and all the guys, and they're excited to coach. They're excited to coach me, so I'm excited to get coached. Um, and he's had a lot of success with a lot of great pass rushers, from Khalil Mack to Alden Smith. And it's cornerbacks as well to uh, Richard Sherman and all those guys. We got cornerbacks and we got pass rushers in Denver. So I'm get with those guys and whatever they need me to be, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. You, you want a coach that wants to coach you and Vic and the guys, they want to coach me. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, I mean, you've gone from John Fox to Gary Kubiak to Vance Joseph, now to Vic Fangio. Does it, does it get any easier adjusting to a new coaching staff given that you've been through so many? Oh, for me, I like to think that I'm a coach's dream. <laughs> I like to think no matter what coach that comes in to coach us, you know, I'm gonna try to make his job as easy as possible. I'm gonna do whatever I can to be the best player I could possibly be, and I'm gonna try to be the best leader I could possibly be to bring guys up with me. And um, whatever, whatever coach that I have, whatever he needs me to do, I'm gonna do it 100%. And like I said before, I like to think I'm a coach's dream. Whatever they need me to do, I'm gonna do it. From the outside, I was instantly impressed with Patrick Mahomes. From the inside, when you see him on the field, what he can do, what's your reaction? Patrick is incredible. And I, I think uh, off top, you know, when we played him in, was it 2017 when he came in um, for Alex Smith? You know, they were already in the playoffs. He came in for Alex Smith and they played, they beat us. You know, I, I really I really wasn't a believer. And um, then you play him this year um, at home and on Monday Night Football and I, I'm a believer now. I was with the guy at the, at the Pro Bowl. He's a, he's, a phenomenal, he's a phenomenal person off the football field, um, incredible quarterback. And really the only thing that's wrong with Patrick Mahomes is he plays for other teams. <laughs> <laughs> what kept you from being a believer in Mahomes when you saw him week 17 of the 2017 season? I guess you just want to fall in, you, you fall in love with past success. You fall in love with veteran guys. You fall in love with big names like you know, uh, the Tom Brady's and the, and the Aaron Rodgers and you know, the Drew Breeses. And you want a vet, veteran quarterback. Um, and you see Patrick Mahomes with the, with the college style and you know, all the trickery and the control that he has on the ball, you just, you just don't believe, you know, they're not coaching a guy to run to the right and throw the ball to the left, looking to the right. And um, you just don't believe at first, but, you know, Tom will definitely make you a believer. Now, have you had to moderate a sit down between your mom and John Elway? Have we gotten that all patched <laughs> out? Is everything fine? Because your mom reacted the same way my mom would. So is everything good now? You know, everything is good. And um, my mom, what, what makes her who she is, is her emotions. She's never missed you know, a football game that I've ever played in my life from Little League all the way up to the National Football League. So when she, you know, when she, um, you know, um, heard what um, 
Mr. Elway said. I, I, I don't think that what Mr. Elway said was too harsh in the first place. My mom, you know, being the mom that she is, she she took it the wrong way. And um, well, she I wouldn't even say it's the wrong way. She took it out, she took it, and she felt some type of way about it. And she expressed herself just like anybody else would do. The only difference is between her and anybody else is she's my mom. You've been through the business side of this, the, the, the holdout, the fight to get the contract you deserved a few years ago. And I, I remember some quotes from you getting the impression you have a real appreciation of how this works now. Mm -hmm. And at some point, you know what, when they're looking at cap numbers, when they're looking at age, when they're looking at who they have, mm -hmm. when they're looking at young guys on these rookie contracts that don't pay anything, my number's going to be up. I mean, yeah. Do you, do you think about that much or do you just say, hey, I'll, I can't control anything. I just go, I'm going to go ahead and do what I can do. I can control what my energy and my attitude is. And uh, my energy is with the Denver Broncos and my attitude is with the Denver Broncos. I want to be a Denver Bronco for life. You know, I've said that multiple times. But it's been alter, it's been other veterans that have, you know, wanted the same thing. You know, if you look at um, Peyton Manning, you know, the coach let him go. If they let him go, they can let any any it can happen to any of us. So, you know, as much as I don't want that to happen, it it is a, it is a possibility, no matter what percentage that is. So, um, if that day comes, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, fall down on the on the ground and, and go cry. Play the it's, gonna, it's, it's gonna it's gonna hurt, but go join my homes. It's gonna hurt, but this is the, this is the sport that I that I signed up for, and I'm in love with it. Well, you got a great partnership that's lasted almost as long mm -hmm. as your time with the Broncos. Old Spice, what do you have going on? I'm here with Old Spice today, uh, promoting the new Fresher collection. Um, the Fresh collection, it has uh, products like moisturize and charcoal and uh, exfoliate that has charcoal. And it really just evens up the playing field for guys. You know, women, they have, uh, you know, dominate the shower space and Old Spice has products that are, that have real ingredients and real benefits for us. I've got Old Spice products all throughout the bathroom. <laughs> I got my Old Spice robe. Uh -huh. I got my Old Spice towel. I got my Von Miller autographed <laughs> Old Spice picture. They sent us the package this year, so it's always great to see you. Hey, before we let you go, we've been doing this with everybody. Okay. Fishbowl question, pull one out and read it off and give us an answer. Who taught you how to ride a bicycle? And what do you remember about it? Um, it was a joint effort uh, on teaching me how to ride a bicycle. It was, my, it was my uncle who lived next door to me and my dad. And uh, my uncle, he had an older, his, his son was, uh, my, my cousin, he was older than me. He was probably like six years older than me. So he, he was really good at riding bikes. So they brought it, had him out there showing me how to ride the bike. And I just remember my dad holding the back of my seat and he would let me pedal it first, pedal it first. And then when I, when I had my balance, he would let me go. And uh, what I remember from that day is, you know, I got my balance, he let me go, and I just kept pedaling and pedaling and pedaling. And I started thinking, how do I stop? <laughs> how do I stop? And I just kept going and going. I, I ran into a fence, and, um, you know, it kind of set, set me back on, on learning how to ride a bicycle, but, you know, it, it worked out in the long run. Hey, one more. Uh, what would you say to Broncos fans that, that, you know, have been through the lows the past couple of years to make them feel like the, that the clouds are going to part and things are going to turn around and it'll be competing for Super Bowls so you can get your second ring and maybe third ring, et cetera, mm -hmm. moving forward? Um, you know, it's, it hasn't always been too dark and it hasn't always been light. You know, the, the good times, you know, um, are good times. The bad times are bad times. Um, every single franchise is going to deal with them. Um, every single player is going to deal with ups and downs as well. And um, for Broncos country, just stay true. We've, we've been here before. Um, we've got a lot of great players. We've got a lot of great young players that are ready to come play for us. A, a new and exciting coaching staff that's ready to come coach. And um, all we need now is Broncos country to stay Broncos country and come back for the 2019 city, uh, season ready to go. And we'll be ready to go as well. Well, we always love seeing you here. but. You know, we'd have no problem would, seeing you yeah. not here. You'd be would, in the hotel and practicing this yeah, week. I, the itch, I, when you win the Super Bowl, you, you automatically get a, um, 
you, you automatically become addicted to that type of success. And um, three years without it, you know, I'm, I'm itching. And Broncos country, they're right along with me. All right, well, good luck as you continue to try to scratch that itch. And uh, if all else fails, this will help. All yeah, Spice is good, good for itches, it'd too. Be good for skin. Vaughn Miller, <laughs> we'll be back with more PFT Live from the Super Bowl. We're here in Atlanta, Radio Row, site of Super Bowl 53. It's just coming up in a few days. And joining us now, a guy who has had two great NFL seasons and still a young, young, he's younger than my crazy. son. It's crazy. He is Juju Smith-Schuster, team MVP of the Pittsburgh Steelers, with us here at PFT Live. Juju, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Uh, it's a blessing to be here, to have this opportunity uh, just to be on the show. How, how has your career exceeded what your expectations were coming in? Super, super high than what I expected. Uh, just because, you know, you know, went into my rookie year, you know, second round, um, drafted by the Steelers, you know, a, a guy like AB on our team. You know, I, I didn't, didn't, didn't really see, you know, see to get the ball as much or, you know, get the yards. And I think as time, time goes on, year two was kind of like, wow, this is really happening, you know, eye-opening. So it's been, it's been awesome to see what's been going on. What about, like, I'm so impressed with you as a person, first of all. You're, like, you're amazing on Instagram, everything like that. How do you kind of balance it all? Did you know you had a gift with, with all this stuff? Well, how, how I saw on social media, I didn't start social media until I got to college. Right. Uh, like, midway through college. Yeah. And I was like, man, you know, people can always go down by a snap off of just one post. And I always saw that as a positive side. Like, man, why can't athletes be themselves and have other hobbies and post other stuff that they're interested in instead of just their main sport. So football players, we always talk about football, working out, working out, posting, working out, posting, working out. Where like for myself, I'm going to post a video of me singing Baby Shark that a lot of kids know are doing dances, celebrations, right. all the fun things. Well, that's where like my little boy, I mean, you with Fortnite, I mean, he knows about that. I mean, First of all, video games, you think they help you with playing football? Like when you play Madden or Fortnite oh, or anything like that? Oh, for sure, for sure. The, the communication, you got to, you know, the hand, the hand art hand communication. Eye. Yeah, so those are all, you know, helping. Uh, more so the communication because you, you work as a team, you get the victory. Right. Same thing like football. Yeah, right. I've lived around Pittsburgh most of my life, and there have been a handful of athletes who have come to town and just instantly grabbed the soul of the city. I think back to Franco Harris. That's way before your time. That's even before your time. But guys like Mario Lemieux, I mean, guys who have become part of the fabric of Pittsburgh, and I feel that happening with you already. Tell me from your perspective how you sense that connection you've made in Pittsburgh and how strong it is. Man, it, it, the, the, the connection is amazing. The fan base, the Southern Nation fans are unbelievable supporters, uh, whether we're up or down. And it all started off with the bike, uh, then getting licensed, then my dog. But the biggest one of all was the perfect hit. And that, that's right there, like, grabbed the whole Southern Nation. Pretty much they wrapped me around their arms, and, you know, they, they supported me since day one. That's interesting. The perfect hit, that, that got the Steeler Nation to love you. Yes. Yeah, that was a good hit. Oh, thank so you. So it was man. well worth the money. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and then speaking of money, I mean, you, you, you've got a, an, a huge portfolio of marketing partners already after only two seasons. And a lot of guys don't have that. Like, do, do you sense any players in the league kind of viewing you? Oh, he's big time. He was, you know, he's a rookie two years ago. Here comes Juju Smith-Schuster. Everybody loves him now. Do you get any of that resentment from other players? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, a lot of players, uh, you know, talk and say, you know, who's the marketing guy? Who, who does this? And honestly, I run my own marketing. I do everything in-house. I have two people who, who help me, uh, but there's no agency involved. And it's more so like just 
I always associate myself with a brands that I know that fits for me, that's real for me. So it's been fun. What's your thought on how the Saints got screwed over a little bit at the end of the game? I got another part to this question after you say that. Man, it's tough, man. As, a, as an offensive player, everybody would say. But honestly, I believe that the Rams, they, everybody knows on the Rams, everybody in the world knows that it was a bad call. Um, with, with a call like that, that's like literally wide open, and you right. know the answer to that call um, to be overturned, that should be reviewed. Um, I mean, should you review every call? I don't think so because the games would be four hours long instead yeah. of it being like two and a half, three hours. Right. So, yeah. But, but So, okay, where I was going with it, too, is like, okay, pass interference, missed calls happen. And I want to I talk about, like, your Pittsburgh-New Orleans game, right? They got two bullcrap pass interferences. You guys got called on you when on fourth down. I don't know. I mean, you just it's part of football. I guess that's where I was going. I've had better questions, I guess, but yeah, yeah, it's part of football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how much uh, have you learned from Antonio Brown in all respects? Because you know the, the work ethic's legendary. But you've been able to study him and watch him. What lessons have you picked up from him? Man, the, the one of the main reasons and lessons that I learned from Antonio Brown is, is how hungry he is. I mean, for him, this is year nine, year ten, and he's been hungry since day one. Um, he goes out there, he works his butt off every day, um, and that's something I see and I embrace. Um, outside of football, uh, you know, we always talk about, you know, like, you know, what deals, what's going on, like, what do you see yourself uh, later in life? And, man, Antonio Brown, man, he's, he's going to play a lot of years. He's, he's still got time on his belt. Is he playing any more years in Pittsburgh? Yeah, you think it's oh, salvageable? Sure. Nah, you think it is? In Pittsburgh. I don't think he's going nowhere else. Yeah, you do. You really think that it, this I, can work out. I really think it can work out. I mean, yeah. his career has been amazing. Right. The past nine years. I mean, why, why would you leave? But what do you do as a guy who's only got two years in? You're still, you know, you, a lot of veteran players there. Guys been there longer than but before you were even in college, guys that have been there. Do you just kind of like stay out of it, or do you try to find a way to play Peacemaker and get everybody on the same page? I'm playing Peacemaker. I've been playing Peacemaker since yesterday. Yeah, you since have. Everybody's been asking me this question, and I want everybody to come back to Le'Veon Bell, to AB, and let's go in the Super Bowl. But Le'Veon Bell's not coming back, right? We'll see. What, do you think it's fair that Mike Tomlin sometimes takes the brunt of all this blame? Like, uh, I just feel like he's kind of falsely accused at times. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, his situation as, as being a head coach, that's something that you have to you know, be accountable for at some times uh, in life. But, yes, I, I think that's how it is. What do you got going on with Gatorade? So with Gatorade, uh, this is a product. You know, obviously another uh, huge brand, legendary brand that I've been working with. Uh, it's, it's, it's helped me throughout my uh, career, obviously. Um, my best ability on the field, off the field. I've been, uh, this is Gatorade Zero. It's a new product. And with all the electrolytes that you need, that I need, yeah. with no sugar, zero sugar involved. And if you guys want to get a promo code, I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. It's okay. Gatorade SB. Get 20% off. Use it. Check Gatorade it SB. Gatorade SB. Now, you okay. know, they, they stuff with zero sugar, they say it doesn't taste very good. Are you saying this tastes good? All right, I'll take that. All right, now <laughs> to the hard-hitting stuff. The hard-hitting stuff, okay? Yes. We're in Atlanta, hip-hop capital. Dirty hey, that tastes good. There dirty, you go. Dirty <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'm not tasting it after him, okay? that's uh, I don't do that, okay? All right, here we go. Finish this lyric for me, all right? Stacks on deck, Patron on ice, we can pop bottles. All day, all night? Nope. Uh, T.I., you can have whatever you like. like. Yeah, you knew it. I'm not going to sing, so you're just going to have to figure it out, okay? I am not a singer or a rapper, okay? Yeah, you you screwed that one up. You're 0 for 1. (laughs) All right, here we go. Luda, 
Watch out for my outfits. Ridiculous. In the club looking so... Uh, uh, you know delicious. it. Oh, absolutely uh. not. Uh. <laughs> oh, bad millennial right conspicuous. now. Conspicuous. Conspicuous, right? Yo, yo, let's get this straight. I'm only 22 years old, and I grew up watch. I mean, I'm listening to like. I know. Migos, this is a little. Gray. I know. I got you. This is this is like my era. <laughs> that right? was the usher. But these yeah. are Atlanta's rappers, so that's why we uh, got this true, theme. True, true. You should have this one. This is a all-time Atlanta tandem. Okay, hint, hint, tandem. All right. Hope that we feel like this, feel this way forever. You can plan a pretty picnic, but damn, we got him. I we did got, not know Blame this the part. old white guy in the front. <laughs> blame him, okay? No, we're blaming blame you. Blame him <laughs> for going to rap songs in his era. It's his issue. But that was Outcast, Miss Jackson. You know, you can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't oh, predict so the weather. Man. Give him a fishbowl <laughs> question. Let's go. All right, fishbowl question. Fishbowl question. Damn. All you, go ahead. Something off the cuff here. What's the first live concert you attended? But oh, Travis Scott was insane at Coachella. First time, it was amazing. I went home wearing all white, came back wearing all black. Man, <laughs> uh, you were at Coachella too, yeah. huh? That's that's baller stuff. But I would expect that from you. It was so fun though. Yeah, I bet. One day, a bucket list. All right. Well, hey, Juju, it's great seeing you, and congratulations on everything you've done. It's been amazing to watch. I remember talking to you before the draft. Nobody knew what round you were going to be, where you were going to go, but it's worked out incredibly well for you on the field and off the field. Keep it up, and uh, great talking to you. Mm -hmm. We hope to talk to you again down the road. Yeah, Thank you, the there man. There is Juju Smith-Schuster. We'll have more from the Super Bowl right here Appreciate at PFC. Yeah, you the man, dude. Thanks to Juju Smith-Schuster, another guy who catches passes, but he's been doing it a lot longer than Juju Smith-Schuster Tight end Greg Olson, formerly of the Chicago Bears, now a mainstay of the Carolina Panthers. He stopped by the set earlier today. Chris Sims and I talked to him at length. Here is our conversation with the great Greg Olson. We're back here at the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Super Bowl 53 coming up in just a few days. Guy who played in the Super Bowl a few years ago for the Carolina Panthers. Still a veteran with the Panthers. Been around since 2007. Greg Olson. Greg, you were your first round pick in 2007. It has flown by, Greg. I know. I remember my first article I ever saw after the combine on Pro Football Talk. I remember it like it was yesterday. What, I've known what, this was kid. it good or was it bad? It was very good. No, oh, it was you good. Ran, I ran, ran, like ran a fast 40. Yeah. You yeah. must be like the only person was, ever you wrote it's something my, good about. It's my That's big, crazy. Someone called me. They're like, hey, you got to check out this Pro Football Talk. They Read articles. They wrote a big article about you. People read it. People care. I was like, all right. Yeah, so thanks, I remember that. You ran. You ran like I a ran four, fast. What was it? For what? It was fast. Faster four, now it than it was fast. then. Forever. Right? Not, not what it is now. It's <laughs> I would have gotten about an eighth round draft pick if I ran now. I uh, I grew up. His father was the head coach of our rival high school, and he was younger than me, of course. But I would see him on the sideline, like being Johnny Waterboy over I was there. Johnny Waterboy. And always knew, like he was about to be something. He, there was always rumors about him. Oh, the Olsen kids coming up, and uh, I just wasn't surprised when I saw him in high school and here dominating. We are. And here we are, and. You know, he crapped all over my career, and he's still playing. What was the moment when Stop. you were a kid? When, when you were a kid, Greg, where you knew that, that you had something special that was going to go beyond just you being know, really good at your given level? You know, like Chris said, growing up, high school football was really our thing. We weren't big NFL family. My dad was a high school coach. We would go to college camps. You know, that was kind of our life. That's as big as football really got for us. You know, then finally, um, my dad knew Greg Schiano real well, another Ramapo guy. Yeah, right. And um, he was the defensive coordinator at the time down in Miami. So going into my rising sophomore year, I had an older brother who was a rising junior. We went down to the Miami camp, and they offered my brother and I scholarships. And I think that was the really the first, like, major school that, 
said to us, like, hey, you guys are pretty good. You got a chance. Granted, we were 16 years old. And I said, you know, maybe this is something I could do at another level. I never imagined it would lead to an NFL career, but, you know, if I could go play college somewhere like that and, and make this a, you know, an opportunity to go to a better school, uh, I think that was probably the first kind of eye-opening moment. Yeah. This past year, you know, the foot issues, uh, fighting through adversity, teams fighting through adversity, Cam Newton's fighting through adversity. Have you spoken to him at all since uh, the shoulder surgery? He actually talked to him. He's here down in Atlanta. He spends his off-seasons down here, so I'm going to get together with him, uh, I think, tomorrow night. But I think he's doing well. From I haven't seen him in person, uh, but from everything he's said and, and that I've heard, he's done really well. He's responded well to it. I don't think it was overly complicated. I don't think it was too big of a deal. But, uh, you know, obviously we go as far as he takes us, and, and last year kind of getting banged up. And, you know, he was hurt, and I broke my foot. And it was just kind Man. of a, a comedy of yeah. – of issues um, after such a promising six and two start, you know, to finish one and seven is, you know, is, is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. You know, there's no reason for it. It was disappointing to could, say the least. Could you tell like that he was being bothered? I mean, was this a thing in practice you knew like every week, like oh man, he just can't let it go, or it was always managing it? Yeah, he was managing it. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about Cam and and being around him as long as I have, uh, you know, he's never going to say anything. He's not going to be the guy that lets you know how he's feeling. He's not going to be the guy that before the game says, oh man. I'm really struggling. So in case the game doesn't go well, he's got that fallback excuse. He's just not that kind of guy. He never talks. You never even think he was hurt. Right. You know, he's out there every day in practice doing everything he can. But, you know, we all know this game is tough. You yeah. know, and some things you can fight as long as you can. It's just some things are hard to overcome. And I just think a lot of those issues kind of caught up to us last year. And that's kind of where we are. Yeah. What's the biggest challenge of getting to the Super Bowl, losing it, and then being back at zero and zero again after playing so deep into the season? It was a challenge, and, and we, we struggled coming off our Super Bowl appearance. Obviously, we had a really disappointing loss. You know, we were playing as well, if not better than anybody ever. Right. You know, you know we had a chance to be 18 and one Super Bowl champs. That had never been done. And we were, you know, really riding high coming off the playoff game, scoring 40 plus points against Arizona in that championship. And scored 10 in the Super Bowl we just really played poorly our defense played great um, you know Denver Denver did a great job they shut us down and I think going into that offseason we just assumed all right let's just do the exact same thing and we'll be back and the nature of this league is you can't do the same thing time and time again you have to evolve you have to improve I think we learned a lot about ourselves coming off that year and um, you know it's disappointing we haven't really put ourselves in a great position to be back you know we made the playoffs last year we got knocked out in the wild card so you know, we haven't had a deep run since then, and you know, that's something that we're still trying to get right. Who's the, you know, you look around the NFL right now. I mean, you know, you're, you're kind of the, the old guard at tight end. You're yeah. a legend. Gronkowski's getting towards the end. Antonio Gates. Who's the tight end or two you look at right now in football where you just go, man, you know, that's that's a player right there? You know, I think Kelsey's really dynamic. I think yeah. it's really interesting the role he kind of has in that offense. Right. It's a little different. Um, you know, they're, they're so dynamic. They're so multiple. He's so good in space. He, you know, he kind of, everyone always says he's a wide receiver type, but he really is, you know, the way they use him and his run after catch. Uh, you know, like George Kittle was a guy who really kind of came on out of nowhere this year, breaking yeah. the receiving record. I mean, that's, you know, it was just two guys broke the record this year. Kelsey lasted for like two hours right. or whatever it was, and right. then Kittle broke it, you know, Gronk's record. So, you know, guys like that, Ertz is still relatively a young guy, plays in a really friendly offense that allows him to utilize his skill set. So, you know, there's not a lot of them, right? But I think the top guys are still as dynamic as they've ever been, yeah. and I think every team's looking for it. What's the vibe in the Panthers organization right now, given 
how things went this year, given there's a new owner. It's just a different feeling. Coach is still there. It looks like he's going to be there for a while. But just give me an overall summary of where you think the organization is. You know, I think we definitely last year was a transition for us. I think anytime there's ownership change, leadership change, uh, even though it wasn't necessarily directly tied to the football aspect, it still is, right? It still has a trickle-down effect into how the, op- how the operations is run, how the facility is run. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting and, and exciting new changes to come. I think we're going to get a new facility. We're going to get some more resources to kind of catch up with a lot of the other teams around the league, and I think that's exciting. Um, I don't know if I'll still be around to enjoy it by the time that's done, but... Whoever, uh, whoever can reap those benefits, I think, is going to pay dividends for the team. And, um, you know, we, in years past, we'd be preparing to play the Saints last year in a dome, and we're practicing outside in 15 degrees because, we, you know, just little things like that over time, you know, it's not ideal. Yeah. How Do much? You, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, how much longer do you think you got in your career? I mean, you got a, a timetable in your head? You know, it's, it's hard to say. You know, I, I always imagine coming off last year, you know, had the broken foot, got it fixed, finished the season, played right. well, got back on my feet, had no issues all offseason. Going into training camp of this past season was as good as I felt in a long time. You know, right. I didn't feel 33. I felt young. I felt like I was able to run. And then re-breaking my foot in the first game was Damn, tough. I you know, know it was, man. was exhausting to just step on somebody's yeah, foot. Yeah, I just caught my foot wrong and just re-broke the same bone. So I was able to play through it until it finally just busted and had the surgery about seven weeks ago. So I'm on my way to getting better. That's my main focus right now is just getting this foot right. Because if I can't get my foot right, I don't do anybody any good. Right, so right. I got to get this thing right. There's no, you know, I think I'm a couple weeks away from being back and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. You've done some TV work and there's a sense that's where your future is. How much do you balance that? Like, hey, if the opportunity rolls He's around. made for it. Look how if handsome the, if he is. If the opportunity opens up like it did for Tony Romo, hey, okay, I'll quit playing football if it's a good you enough know, opportunity you know, I, in a booth. You know, I think it's such a, you know, it's such a unique situation what happened with Romo, with Witten, you know, those guys stepping into such big platforms. I don't think you ever closed the door on that. I mean, it was no secret last year I went up and did the Monday night thing, you know, had some talks with, you know, for the Fox stuff. You know, there's always rumblings and opportunities. A lot of it just has to be what's the fit at the right time. And, you know, you're always open to those. I don't think you ever just close the door and shut it out. But, you know, it's not something we're just dying to jump into any spot. It would have to be the right spot and something that excites us not only now but for the long term. And, um, you know, if an opportunity comes, you know, and there's only a handful of these seats, you know, there's only a handful of seats on desks and shows that people care about. Stay away from mine. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> please take he it. Wanted, you know, he wanted, take it. he wanted to beat my butt last year when I said he shouldn't announce the game. Both, the, well, you both did. You're right. Yes, you did. That's pull up. Guy. Can we pull up <laughs> some of Florio's articles? No idea. We got a whole uh, lot of guys uh, with computers here. Yeah. We all, I have the app like everybody else. No, no, I never denied it. I never denied it. No, you didn't. It was never malice against. You. No, I understand. You knew where I was I'm a coming big boy. From. I get it. Yeah. Well, I feel like Carolina, the Carolina media tried to make me sound okay. like I was attacking you. It's good for you. everybody. Okay. But they don't I, know our history. I, okay, good. They don't know how far good. back we go. Good. Okay, good. I just so I should have sure. just continued to poke and prod him. You should have just let him take it. the fall. Just, you should have said, oh, Greg can do whatever he wants. How dare you? I knew what I was saying it, though. I was like, man, I hope he doesn't take this the wrong way. I'm a big boy. I know, but it wasn't at And a lot more people tuned in to watch the game, so thank you. No problem. Free pub. Controversy breeds a lot of eyeballs. Okay, good. You're right. That's what I was you, doing all along. You've already got the media business figured out. What you got going plan. on with Coca-Cola? So I'm here for the last two years. Um, it's been cool. The largest Coca-Cola distributor and bottler up in Charlotte, Coca-Cola Consolidated, their Big Hearts Mini Cans program. Uh, we've actually worked together for two years now on some of our personal foundation efforts and some other stuff in the community. So we just thought it made sense to come down here, continue to share that message, share that program here in Coca-Cola's backyard. 
And uh, they've been a great partner. They've been a great community partner for us, for so many around the country. And uh, it's been nice to come back to Atlanta and, and spend some time with them. Ooh, yeah, I mean, Coke and a smile. Come on. How glad are you the Saints aren't here? Oh, my God. If this was Saints Patriots, I don't think I would have come. <laughs> <laughs> but we gotta stop the articles, please, right? About the call. Yeah. Enough, hey. Flora. You cannot cover it anymore. I'm outlawing Good. it. Good. Hey. Tell him you'll beat his butt. It's not the first blown call in NFL history. But yeah. it's the most significant from a timing standpoint. When's it ever happened in that moment in that spot? That's but taken we can't away let the moment the of the penalty sh- differentiate Sh- the penalty in and of itself. If if the Rams kicker Zerline misses the field goal and the Rams lose no one's talking about it right so everyone just doesn't like the result if we all of a sudden start arbitrarily uh, replaying every play we don't like right what happens if on a third and one of a four minute offense and if you get the first down you take a knee you break a 10 yard run i challenge and i'm going to take a chance the right guard held somebody yeah right right so we're going to (laughs) retroactively call where you know it's just hard to where to draw the line right I, I'll be honest. In live broadcast, it looked bang bang. I, I it agree. Did. I, I until agree. they showed the slow motion sideline yeah, angle right. from the pylon, you said, "Okay, he got there early." Yeah. But the referees are watching it like we all saw it live, and right. it didn't look nearly as bad as it did upon replay. Right. Listen, it should have been a pi. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Right. I'm enough. with you, man. Hey, I think it was well said. I, I, I got to play the hits. I got to. I got to do what sells. Yeah. Controversy I get it. sells. I get you it. That's it. my take. That's <laughs> my. Right. Take. No, I like your take. You didn't ask me, but I gave it to you. <laughs> anyway. All right, fishbowl. This is you know out of left field type of question here. I don't know what it is. Do I read it to myself. Yes, you do. You can eliminate one question in the media. What is it and why? Well, he oh just answered God. it. I think he just answered I it. You want to go for it? Let's go for round two. Let's go. That, was, uh, that was unbelievable. That just That's happened. That's the best vacation spot. I have a great answer. Go for ahead. This. So for my fifth anniversary, my wife and I went a couple years ago, and I hope they're listening and they want me to come back. Right. This is not a plug. I paid full, full oh, price. So you're looking for a deal this time full around. Full price. Second I time paid. around, it's, a, it's <laughs> full price, I stress. Uh, we went down to Amon Yara and Turks and Caicos. Have you ever been there? I know, but I almost, I'm going to Turks and Caicos bananas. in a few weeks. Wherever you're going, go to, go to, go to Amon Yara. It's bananas. Yeah. It is the, one of the nicest places. Unbelievable. Easy They're good to hotels. From Charlotte. I know. The hotels were incredible. Right. And uh, it was my wife and I's fifth anniversary, so it was a worthwhile expense, but it was worth every dollar. Good for you. I know I've done the one in Jackson Hole. They have an Amon Yara out there. It's amazing. I went to the one in Dominican yeah. last year too. Right. That just opened. It's good. Yeah. All right, we'll lots talk of, this offline. <laughs> lots of people in Turks and Caicos happy to know that uh, the more tourists from the Jersey like coming it. down. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. Jersey will like it. Out of Jersey. All right. Uh, thanks, Greg. Great seeing you. As always, thanks all the so best to you going Appreciate forward, guys, and we hope to thanks, see guys. you again. We'll be back with more from the Super Bowl. Hey, small business owners, do you need help managing cash flow, hiring employees, purchasing inventory? Upgrading your office space, getting access to capital is incredibly challenging and time-consuming for small business owners. Most traditional banks lack the technology and the resources to truly understand a small business, and they'd rather just lend to larger, more established businesses. OnDeck.com is completely committed to small business owners with fast, easy, and tailored financing. You can get your funding as quickly as 24 hours with term loans up to $500,000 and lines of credit up to $100,000, none of which require business collateral. The application process is simple, and it will not impact your personal credit. OnDeck has loaned more than $10 billion to more than 80,000 small business owners. So if you are a small business owner and you need access to capital, go to OnDeck.com slash PFT right now. As a listener to the PFTPM podcast, you'll receive a free consultation with one of OnDeck's U.S.-based loan specialists. You can apply online or by phone. Get approved in minutes. Go to OnDeck.com. That's O-N-D-E-C-K.com slash PFT for your free consultation now, continuing with a couple more interviews before we wrap the day. This one, a guy who 
has played a little baseball. More on that coming up. But who has been a mainstay of the Seattle Seahawks since 2012. Quarterback Russell Wilson. We're here at the Super Bowl in Atlanta. The big game's coming up in a few days. A guy who knows a thing or two about playing in the big game is down at the end of the desk. He is the great Russell Wilson. Russell, it is fabulous to have you here with us. It's nice to have any time a real quarterback is on the set. <laughs> we, got, uh, <laughs> we got the man. I, I can't, I'm not, I can't yeah. deny it. I mean, you're the man. I mean, he knows this. I wax poetically about you all the time. Who was saying the Seahawks are making it to the playoffs this year when you, you were doubting? No doubt. You were calling the team Before thing. the season even began. He was. That's he, what I'm talking about. He That's was. Right. He was go. all over you guys. I got to give him credit for that. Uh, but no, you are the man. First of all, I dig this little emblem thing. You like You like. You want it. me to you give like you? I, I'll sport it. Give me the, I'll give I'm you my gonna, address. I'm going to have to give you, I'm going to have to give you the emblem. Okay. The Nike emblem, the, the three logo. I'm going to give you the glasses too. Come on. You I know? mean, I'll wear it. Yeah, I don't you know, care. Or at least my to, little boy will. I promise you that. I'll take saying? them right now. Those are actually <laughs> pretty sick. Those are, I've been wearing those all day. There's a news, the Bose frames. They play music. You know, Sierra and I, we listen to music all the time, obviously. And so I'm constantly on, on phone calls on these things. These things are amazing. That's so. like uh, Matrix stuff know, right, right there. Yeah. rocking these the past couple of days. So you guys really did have a year that a lot of people didn't expect. And I remember talking to you after the Lions game yeah. that it felt like 2012 all yeah. over again, that no one believed and you were building something. So if that was 2012, is 2019 going to be 2013? Well, if precedent is anything, then, I, then hopefully it'll be a good time for us uh, next year. But, you know, I think that the thing that we did really well was we came back in uh, this offseason, you know, this past one we just had, right. came back into OTAs, and it was all a fresh new start. And the leaders like myself, Bobby, Doug Baldwin's of the world, Tyler Lockett, Dwayne Browns, uh, Justin Britts, you know, we came in and we, we, we kind of revamped, uh, we kind of revamped the meeting room, we kind of revamped the field, how we practice, the locker room, just, hey, this is, this is a new year, a new time. Right. It's, it's a fresh us. And so let's 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 shock the world. Everybody's saying we're going to be two and fourteen or yeah, four. Yeah, they're 12. rebuilding. Yeah, they can't yeah, yeah. be as good. There's no time for that. This time is now. And I think we were able to do that. And to be quite quite frank with you, we're a little disappointed we're not here right now. Yeah. We really feel like we could have been here. And we had moments, not just moments. We had a lot of moments really where we showed where we could really go, go take this right. thing. And I go back to the Rams game at home when we played the Rams. They were undefeated at the time. We had the ball in the 31 yard line to go win the game. Yes, two right. penalties in a row. You know, unfortunately. Yeah. You know and. If we can fine-tune those little details, right, those are the things that are going to take the team over the top. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as Get continual, your first round by and as all continual those. growth happens, yeah. we'll, right. and, and we understand that, and that's where we were able to transition to getting a bunch of wins middle to late of the season. We were able to knock those things out of the way. Does it bug you to see the Rams here? Because you guys gave them all they could handle twice. twice. 31 yeah. points scored against them twice. Do you see that and think, oh, I wish it was somebody else? Well, you're, if, you're, if it wasn't, obviously you wish it was you. Yeah, we always wish it was us. Rams. But you obviously realize that, you know, that, that should have been, that could have, should have been us, you know, if we had done things right, I feel like, just throughout the process. Um, and, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Yeah. I, I, look at, I'm look, I mean that in the most positive way that, right. hey, we're, we're on our way. And you know, obviously next year everybody has to stay healthy and all those little details of that. But hey, we got we got we got the right guys in the room, and that's all we need, you know. Right. And so we just got to continue to build, continue to get better. Um, we, we had a great season this year, I thought. You know, we continue to progress. I'm excited about our young corners. You know, uh, Flowers playing yeah, corner, right. Shaquille. Um, I, I'm, I think about uh, Chris Carson and his running running ability. I right. think about uh, our receiver Tyler Lockett having 10 touchdowns this year. Rashad Penny looks like he's exactly. Got the you know, there's a yeah. lot of guys, and and the reality is we, we didn't even. 
they didn't even throw the ball that much, but we scored a lot of touchdowns throwing the ball. And, right. and how much more can we do? That's what I look forward to. Can we get 3% better? And that's how I look at it. Well, I mean, that, that's why you're Russell Wilson and you're one of the three, four best quarterbacks in football every year. I'm amazed at what you do. I really am. Thank I mean, you, your talent is off the charts. And you have broken molds in the NFL. I mean, right now the new thing is Kyler Murray. Is he too short to play? I mean, just what's your mindset when you hear that type of talk about, you know, the quarterback position? Well, I, I think guys helped break the mold for me beforehand. Yeah. You know, I think guys like Steve Young. Sure. Guys like Michael Vick here in Atlanta. Yeah, right. right. He played. Right. I, I think guys uh, I think guys like Drew Brees, obviously. You know, he's one of my favorite favorite players and favorite people that I know. You know yeah. uh, watching those guys play. And then I was fortunate to come in and play right away and be very, very successful right away. And I've uh, been blessed to go to two Super Bowls, win one my second year, you know. And so I think it, it really helped crack the door open for a lot of other guys like Kyler Murray. Uh, guys, Baker Mayfield's playing great. Yeah, you know, right. It's so fun I mean, seeing him. I know. You know? Right. So You, you know, made him a number one pick. Well, I mean, you, you know, did. I, I don't know about that. I think he's hard work. Well, did. I know, but, I know. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know but what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah. If I was able to go again, maybe they would pick me a little bit earlier. Yeah, I, I think so. 75th. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think that at the end of the day, um, you know, if you can play ball, you can play ball. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter your circumstances. And I think there's a lot of guys that can play a lot of great football. Yeah. What was your reaction the first time you saw what Patrick Mahomes can do? Man, he's special. I, I was just with him. Uh, I was just with him at the Pro Bowl, having a lot of you know great time with him. We we, we battled in our game, um, you know, back and forth, which we were unfortunate to win. But he was unbelievable that night. You know, he's um, you know he's a great player. He can make every throw. He's got great demeanor. He's calm. He's poised. Right. Uh, can, he's he's really special. Yeah. Well, when you see what a guy like that can do, does that even at this point in your career, you've been around seven seasons now, does this inspire you to try to find things he does that maybe you can incorporate? You even up to, up to and including a low look pass. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think you, you you build all those things as you continue to, to grow, and you know, you know, I think he gets a lot of that. We were talking actually the other day. A lot of that's from baseball. You know, you feel ground balls. You know, as the guy's hitting BP, you start throwing it to first base. So, you know, I, I think a lot of that is his his uh, he's very charismatic on the field. You know right. what I mean? He he can make some special things happen. And yep. um, there's there's only a handful of guys that can make special <laughs> plays like that out of nowhere, and he's one of those guys. Two Super Bowl appearances, one and one. Yep. Which one do you think about more? Oh man, I think about the one I won more than. Do you? No, yeah, okay. I think about the one I won more than. Because sometimes one, I know. I mean, sometimes as a competitor, though, you think about that one that got away, yeah, where you know yeah. that was a horrible call on that last play. I gotta, I gotta say it. I just gonna say it right there. <laughs> it, it didn't work. That's yeah. for sure. But yeah. I, I think I think at the end of the day, you know, you, throughout your career, you're gonna you're gonna have great times. You're gonna have tough moments too that help build you up for the next great time. Yeah. And I think that's how I look at it. You know, we've had a lot of amazing moments. Won a lot of football games. Right. And won a lot of football games. And so how many more can we win? How many more can we do? Right. And so that's what I look forward to every day when I wake up. Playing the the, the Patriots, just what's the first thing that you think about in your experience? I think you've played them three times. Of course, yep. once in the Super Bowl, two regular season. Uh, what's the first thing that jumps to your mind when you think about them? Execution. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, as an opposing team, you got to execute great. Right. Um, you know, you got to do what you you know got to do the little things right. I think ultimately too, as well as, um, you know, we got to be clutch in, in tight moments and third downs. You got to be able to make your plays. You know, right. I think the two games that we were able to beat them, you, we played them three times, like you said. The two times we were able to beat them, we were really clutch on third downs. Right. We were really clutch in, in, in the fourth quarter. Uh, I remember my first game, um, my rookie year, or my rookie year playing time. Yeah. You know, is yeah. be able to make some plays. I think we're down by like 14 or something. Hit and the came deep back. post for a touchdown. Yeah. I remember. So I, I think a lot of that is 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 being clutch in the moments. But also, you got to find ways to try to slow down Tom as much as possible. He's right. he's as good as it gets. You yeah. know, and. and uh, great 
greatest of all time, you know, arguably and obviously. And so I think that when you think about that, um, you know, I think the biggest thing that the Rams can try to do is find James White because he's he's my old teammate. Yeah, he is tough to cover. He's yeah. tough to defend. He's tough to tackle. Right. He can be the difference maker in this game. Right. You mentioned baseball when we were talking about Patrick Mahomes. He mentioned Kyler Murray, and Murray obviously is going to have to make this choice between yeah. baseball and football. What advice would you give him mm. if he were to ask you about which way he should go? Well, that's a great question. I, I think, first of all, for me, I can go back to my experience. Uh, the first thing I did was pray about it. You know, uh, that's the first thing. I think the second thing is write down all the pros and cons. Yeah. You know, and then there's going to be a lot more pros than cons in, in this situation. You know, funny thing is, is when you're blessed to be able to play both potentially in the major leagues and, and NFL, it, 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 it almost feels like a curse in a way because you're trying to, like, well, what do I do? But I think the good thing about this situation is, is that no matter what he chooses, it's going to be a great thing. He's a great player. He's a great person. You know, and I think ultimately do what you love most. You know, the thing for me, I love the game being in my, the ball being in my hands when the game's on the line. Four minutes to go, two minutes to go, one minute to go. You know, you know, I want to strike fear in a defense. And that's what I love more than anything else um, is everybody either rooting for you or rooting against you. Um, and so that was the cool thing I loved. Last Before thing. that, you're on. Oh. He's got to do the Bose plug. Oh, that's right. That's my, my bad. Oh, yeah. Bose is paying the bills. Yeah, yeah okay. Bills. Are you with Bose? Yeah, so uh, obviously Bose is uh, the you know, NFL sponsor, uh, you know, and everything else with, with, with the National Football League. The QC35 headphones, the two headphones. And then also I got these, these frames, which I told you guys about earlier. I've been rocking these. They're cool, man. I've been rocking these all day. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm doing conference calls. I'm doing, I'm listening to music. That's amazing. You know, so I'm having fun with these things. But uh, this is pretty sick. And so, uh, so yeah, it's been exciting. You know, it's been exciting just to be able to work with Bose. Obviously, it's a pleasure and to be here with the NFL and everything else. Do we have time for a fishbowl Should question? Should we fishbowl them? Right, They're not even paying attention, attention so just go pick ahead. one. Random okay. question. Random question. It's just all a right, random I'm gonna question. Here, right. I'm going to pick this one right here. Gotcha. Okay. Ooh, that's a good one. Man, if you could win any Olympic medal, okay, if you could win any Olympic medal, summer or winter, what would it be? Ooh. Well, first of all, it would be gold. <laughs> and second of all, uh, <laughs> I, I would love to beat Usain Bolt. Usain, you're my guy. I would love to beat Usain Bolt in a race if I could do it. But, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. No, he's not going to beat you in a I may, throwing I may contest throw the ball either. I may throw the football further than him. Right, though, so right. They should have a throwing contest. <laughs> You know? hey, football awesome. should be an Olympic event. I've been hey, saying that for not? years. They don't listen to me. Well, don't listen to me football is growing. You know, I, I've been fortunate to go to China lately. Been fortunate to go to Europe, you know, London, and all that kind of stuff. And we're going to Brazil here. It's me and Sierra soon too, as well. We do a lot of stuff with the NFL, right. and it's growing. It's amazing. Just from year one to year two, what how, how the growth of football in China was. It was just uh, drastically different. So yeah. it's exciting times. Cool. Well, Russell, it's exciting to talk to you as always. We wish you all the best. Great to see you. Congratulations on 2018 slash 2012. Good luck in 2019 <laughs> I like the way you're thinking, Mike. All right, we'll be back with more from the Super Bowl. Thanks again to Russell Wilson. I mentioned baseball earlier. We spoke to Russell Wilson about baseball and about Kyler Murray's decision, coincidentally or not. Last guest of the day, the 2018 Heisman Trophy winner and either future professional baseball player or professional football player or possibly both, the great Oklahoma quarterback, Kyler Murray. And we're back in Atlanta here, site of Super Bowl 53. Joining us now, a guy who won the 2018 Heisman Trophy as the best player in all of college football. He, he may be a pro baseball player, maybe a pro football player. I have a feeling that may come up over the next few minutes. He's Kyler Murray. Kyler, great to see you. Thanks for having me. And congratulations, man. What a career you've had in college football. When you decided to play last season, what was winning the Heisman Trophy, was that on your own personal list of achievements? Um, I'd be lying to you if I said no. Uh, Something I've always dreamed of as a little kid, you know, uh, growing up, watching the game of college football on TV. Uh, my dad played football, you know, 
played multiple sports, but you know, just knowing his background, uh, yeah, it was definitely something that I always wanted to do for sure. Where do you keep the Heisman? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I sleep right next to it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right seriously, on, the, right seriously. on the bed stand. It's right yeah, there. Right or is it in the bed it. itself? No, nah, it's uh, okay. No, it's not in the bed itself. It's it's right, right on the nightstand for sure. Hey, well, what what was your dad best at sports wise? Football. I heard he was pretty good at basketball as well. So um, what do you think of this experience? I know this is the first for you to come to something like this, make the rounds, talk to people. What's been your reaction so far? Man, I'm just, you know, I'm out here with Miz and Maine. Obviously, they've, uh, you know, they invited me out here. So it's, you know, me and my family out here for the first time at a Super Bowl. Uh, always watch them on, on TV. Uh, it, my first day out here is not that hectic yet, but I know it's going to get pretty hectic. Uh, so I'm just, you know, I'm just glad I'm here, you know, just having fun with it. You know, I saw some of the things you said after the semifinal loss to Alabama, and yeah. I thought maybe, just maybe, and I know Gil Brandt, the, the great longtime Cowboy scout, yeah, believed this, yeah. that you were going to come back to Oklahoma <laughs> for one more year. Did you, did you give that any serious consideration? Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know where anybody was getting that at. Uh, it was either, you know, it, it was for sure, you know, play, play another season and then um, go play baseball. That was the whole, you know, the thing, so. Um, and now the decision, obviously, more complicated because of the success you had last year. Yes, sir. Now, I, and I know that you've said previously today that, that you're not ready to make a commitment. That's fine. You take your time. You make a commitment when you're ready. Have you given any thought to making your commitment based upon where you're drafted, based upon which team drafts you, based upon how high you're drafted? Basically, hey, if I get to go where I want to go, I'll play football. Otherwise, I'll play baseball. Well, see, I, I don't think it's that easy. Um, I mean, the A's organization has been nothing, you know, but phenomenal to me uh, throughout this whole process. Uh, and I, I wouldn't want to be with anybody else because, I mean, they've, the, the way they've handled this whole situation has been crazy, you know, almost, you know, you wouldn't believe it. But um, I don't think you can, I feel like everybody would do this if it was, you know, let, let me see where I get drafted. And then uh, if I go as, if I go later, then, then yeah, I'll come play, base, you know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know if that's possible. But, you know, when you, when you rave about the A's organization, it makes me think maybe there is something to be said for seeing which organization in the NFL drafts you because maybe it's a good organization like the A's. Maybe it's not a good organization. Do you want to slam the door on playing for the A's before you're drafted by an NFL team? Is that part of your thought process? Uh, me personally, me personally, I'm just trying to take it one day at a time. Uh, it, this, you know, this whole decision thing, it's uh, – I wish I could play both. I, I, you know, that's just me personally. Obviously, I know it's, you know, highly, highly, highly unlikely. But, um, you know, it, it's it's not an easy decision. I've been playing both my whole life uh, since I was four years old. So, um, you know, well, I got to make a decision, obviously. But, uh, I, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to – I'm not saying it up here. So. What's, what's your timetable for making a decision? Uh, really soon. Have you already made it and you just aren't ready to announce it? And you have every right to not announce it. I just get the feeling you've already made your decision. Uh, honestly, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I, wouldn't say that. I get the impression that if you really had your way, you would try to play both. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, you, do you think that you said highly, highly, highly unlikely? That's different from saying it's impossible. Are you holding out hope that maybe there's a way the dominoes fall that you could at least try to well, play both? I, I, I heard something about Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, he was speaking about, you know, my situation and, He's been through it. Uh, I heard him say, you know, it, 
he'd have to be in uh, or New York or because he's he's with the the Yankees, so he'd have to be you know on the Giants or the Jets or something like that. So, uh, him saying that he knows the he knows the schedule as far as you know being a you know successful quarterback in the league. Uh, so I, I I don't I don't think so unless I was picked by the Raiders, but. When you sit down, and they're not going to be in Oakland much longer. Well, they're going to Las well, Vegas. Yeah, if that, if that was the case, yeah, I, I'd have to be in Oakland, A, and a Raider. But when, when you sit down and think about the pros and cons, and we had Russell Wilson here earlier, and he talked about the pros and cons, baseball and football. What? Give me one pro for each sport. One, if you're yeah. listing the good things, what would you list one for each sport? Uh, and there's a lot. Uh. You know, I've, I've weighed out all the options, kind of, really, uh, with my family, you know. Baseball, everybody says, you know, the longevity, uh, the money. I think either way, man, the pros to it are just the fact that I love to play the game. And uh, at the end of the day, I'd be doing what, what makes me happy. What about from the football side? Same thing. Do you worry more about health risks of football than baseball? Uh, you I, you can't play that way. I mean, you can't you can't go into it thinking, you know, wow, what if I get hurt? Uh, I feel like that'll just hold you back. And for me, for me personally, I know it. You know, the NFL is a different beast. Uh, but I, if you've watched me play before, if you know me, I, you know, I try to stay as safe as possible. Obviously, I'm not the biggest stature, you know, but uh, you know, hits are inevitable in the league. They are. I mean, they're inevitable in high school. They're inevitable in college. I've taken hits before. Obviously, there's there's bigger guys in the league, uh, faster guys in the league. But uh, I, I, for me, I just go out there and try to play my game and, you know, not get hit as much as possible. That's for sure. Baker Mayfield was trying to call you a couple of times while we were setting up. And yeah. uh, I, I, I love Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And I love what he brings to the table. I love his attitude. I love his moxie. I love his skills. I love that he just is determined to go out and be the best player he can be all the time. And he lifts those around him. What kind of advice has he given you in this process? Uh, you know, he, he he's a, uh, I, I don't think, you know, I've said this a lot, you know, I don't think, you know, if I hadn't sat behind him uh, for the those two years that I would have, you know, I, I've always had, I'm, I'm a very confident, self-motivated guy, obviously, but, you know, just the success that I did have at Oklahoma, I, you know, I give a lot of credit to him and just watching him, you know, do it on that level. You know, I did in high school, but, you know, I think, you know, watching him, you know, kind of show me how to, how to go about things and, and do stuff uh, on the field and you know in the in the maybe not so much off the field but uh, <laughs> he's he's just been a great great friend to me a great dude to me and uh, you know we're both from Texas but throughout this whole process yeah, I've talked to him a lot you know as far as even when the Heisman the Heisman and so forth so it's it's uh, he's been good to me. Is he trying to push you to play football? Of course. And, and you have to be tempted, right, when you see what he's done and the impact he's had right away and already one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Does that make you say, man, I, ooh, I really want to go out there and do what Baker's doing? Uh, as far as, like, the NFL? Yeah. Well, he's uh, calling again. <laughs> no, I uh, – well, so I'll say as far as the Heisman deal, uh, you know, seeing him win the Heisman. I've always wanted to win the Heisman, obviously, but I think, you know, it, I was determined to go back-to-back. And um, – I think that just kind of, you know, takes whatever, you know, as far as football goes, me seeing him play play well in the NFL level, I know I knew he was going to do what he's going to do, uh, you know, with everybody doubting him and stuff. But for me, I mean, I'm a different guy. Uh, 
I love to see him succeed. And yes, if I played football, yes, I would love to go succeed. But if I play baseball, then I'm going to want to go succeed that way too. So, I mean. Before I let you go, and I appreciate you taking time for us today. I know you have a lot going on. Tell us what you have about uh, yeah. going on with Miz and Nain. No doubt. Um, Dallas-based company, um, you know, my hometown. So it's, it's right up the street, um, you know, kind of linked up with them. You know, it's really, uh, I hope I look good. You no, look good. Yeah, no, I, you look I, good. I hope I look good. Look good. Uh, it's really comfortable. It's really, you know, fit for athletic guys, you know, athletic bodies. Uh, keeps you cool. Um, I've been sweating earlier, and you, you can't even tell I've been sweating. So, um, I mean, I'm just, I'm happy I look good. I'm happy, you know, they invited me out here to my first Super Bowl event. So, so um, it's a real neat deal. And I, I got something for you, so. All right, I'll check yeah, it out. That's no good. Doubt. I appreciate it. Well, we, we congratulate you on all your success. And whatever decision you make, look, you make the decision, you move on, you don't look back and you go be the best you can be, whatever exactly. you choose. And who knows, exactly. maybe, maybe you play both. And exactly. wouldn't that be a story if that <laughs> happens? Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy winner, future pro baseball player or pro football player, or who knows, maybe both. We'll be back with more from Atlanta. All right, that's it for today's PFTPM podcast. Thanks to all of our guests. We will have more tomorrow, Friday, the last day of the week from Radio Row. Tune in 6 a.m. Eastern for PFT Live on NBC Sports Radio. We will have, as always, the the full three-hour program on radio. The final two hours will be simulcast. A lot of great stuff for you throughout the course of the morning and all day long. We'll be posting a lot of these interviews at profootballtalk.com. We'll be writing stories based upon some of the things that these players and coaches say. I know at one point we had said Sean Payton would be on Friday. Kyle Shanahan is taking his place. Sean Payton uh, probably not interested in coming to the site of the Super Bowl after the way his team season ended. Kyle Shanahan looking to get his team back to the Super Bowl. The 49ers haven't been there since the 19th 1994 season. Who knows? Maybe the 49ers will be the team that represents the NFC next year. Either way, we will wrap the week of PFT Live and we will wrap the week of PFT PM in Atlanta tomorrow. Have a great evening. Check us out around the clock at profootballtalk.com and see you and or hear you bright and early Friday morning for PFT Live. You can find the PFT PM podcast on Art19, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, and you will, subscribe for automatic downloads. Leave a rating and review. That'll help new listeners find our show and push us up the charts. Search PFT PM for your evening update from Pro Football Talk. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.